guys, welcome back to another episode of Chatter with You Matter. This is your host Baylor and today we'll be talking to Olivia, a You Matter intern, about sustainability and how it affects our mental health. Before we get started, don't forget to check out our socials and definitely head to the counseling website to schedule an appointment for your free therapy that is included in your tuition. You're awesome and you deserve it, so go check that out. Um, But without further ado, let's go ahead and call Olivia. Hi, Olivia. Okay, so I'm a staff member at You Matter. I normally host a podcast, and Olivia is a intern at You Matter. And today we're going to be talking about sustainability and how it can really affect our mental health. Um, so, Olivia, I personally um, didn't grow up in a sustainable, conscious home, I'd say. I don't think um, it was out of the question. I really got into recycling when I was younger. Um, I had a really big eco-friendly phase when I was younger, um, so I made all my (laughs) family recycle, um, but other than that, um, I really haven't until I moved to Chico, and all of my friends are very sustainable, my roommates now are very sustainable, and it really has changed my outlook on everything, considering how easy it is and how much of a difference it can do, so that being said, I'm really interested for this topic, but I'm definitely not going to have as much advice, but I definitely am open to any conversation and I'm excited because who doesn't like to learn? Um, So I guess I'll just ask you, how did you get into sustainability and like what has been your experience with it? I first just want to say that I think that, like you said, having people around you, like your roommates or your friends, when they start um, getting into something that is um, inspiring and something that you want to take on, that is the best thing um that's the best influencer just what's around you so i think getting that conversation started is awesome it'll get other people interested as well and educated um and i have had a strong passion about sustainability for just the past few years i think when i was younger i you know kind of didn't think about it as much i sort of thought that it was one of those problems that one person doesn't have much control over there's not really anything i can do mm-hmm. um, i think that that mindset is um, really detrimental because it kind of ruins the whole purpose of what you do in your life can have a ripple effect on the world mm-hmm. and so i think that um, living sustainably and then that goes hand in hand with living mindfully can really benefit your mental health it can really give you a whole different outlook on the world Um, And I have a lot of different um, personal tips um, helpful for college students related to sustainability and mental health if we wanted to talk about those. Totally. Um, Right before, yeah, I think like you were saying, like opening that conversation up and also that mindset of one person can't change the whole thing, I think is very detrimental. And for me, at least, the experience I've had like with my parents or with older generations is they do kind of have that mindset which is hard because in a way it's like I get it it seems so out of reach at this point but at the same time like if everyone does those little things like it will make a difference and it's I think a lack of motivation but also like almost a lack of hope like almost they've been okay with how it's going instead of like reaching for more Exactly. But yeah, I really liked how you brought that up because I've definitely seen how that narrative really can just take you out of caring almost. Um, But yeah, so if you want to share, what are those tips that you were talking about? So just to touch a little bit on what you just said, I um, totally agree. It um, is kind of common, I think, um, in generations, older generations, like our parents, 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 etc., that didn't really think about that. That was kind of the age where everything was so much cheaper, everything was being made made with plastic, everything Mm -hmm. was just being produced and manufactured, and there was a huge hype to that, and now our generation is living in that world with that ripple effect, and um, so anyway, I think that there's a lot of things that individuals can do, and um, influence other people, inspire other people to find the value in these seemingly small changes but actually changes that can seem a little bit daunting because it's not really things that we're used to worrying about. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, so 
I think that a totally awesome point um, for Chico State that um, I learned reading the um, Green Campus newsletter um, is that Chico State actually has goals of of achieving um, carbon neutrality by 2030, which means uh, being a carbon neutral um, campus that doesn't uh, leave as much of a or at all negative impact on the environment, which I think is just awesome. Um, it really just shows that Chico State is trying to be innovative and trying to be a part of that conversation. And um, it's inspiring, but it, they definitely need the students' help as students make up, mm-hmm. um, you know, all, most of the campus. So totally. anyway, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. But a few things that they have um, to sort of inspire students to get on board with this carbon neutrality concept is um, a huge aspect is composting. So I learned that in the U.S. each day, um, each individual produces about one pound of food waste, um, which equates to 103 million tons of food waste in America per year, which is which is 30 to 40 percent of the food supply, which I just think is daunting. That just means that there is the cycle. It's not working properly. Mm-hmm. It's, um, yeah, and I think that food waste is huge, but Chico State does have those compost bins um, on campus mm-hmm. by the um, YOLO. And so that's a really great way That's a, uh, for college students to minimize um, food waste, at least, if not reusing um, just sustainably discarding of old food waste so yeah it kind of goes hand in hand with learning how to recycle but just goes a little bit deeper into that yeah I feel like like you were saying um like personally my dad big numbers person right and so in his eyes it's like oh well the airs looks cleaner so it is but I think when you put that number on it that one pound a day you're like oh well I guess one pound isn't that much But then when you multiply it like you did, it's like that is an astronomical number. And I think that's kind of where you see like that one pound a day can make a difference. Because putting it in that perspective, you see how big the issue is. Composting to me, I've always found kind of interesting because like I said, I didn't grow up in a sustainable home. But my uncle was very sustainable and I always saw them composting and I was like, what the heck are you doing? But... I actually have been on TikTok, of course, as I think most of us have during this quarantine. Of course. <laughs> and I feel like the idea of composting has changed in my head because I used to think of it as like you could only do it if you wanted to make a garden or if you wanted to use it, if that makes sense. But like you said, like if you just go take it over, you don't even really have to deal with it. You take it to YOLO and it's already done for you. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think it in your head is a lot more effort than it actually is, if that makes sense. Exactly. I think that's 100% true. I think um, there's sort of a a predetermined, like, judgment that goes along with, oh, if you're going to be sustainable, it means you have to be zero waste. It means you can't buy Mm -hmm. um, anything disposable. It means you have to shop at the farmer's market. And it's really just, like, you can – it can be what you make of it. Mm -hmm. Um, it It can be a quick – 20 minute errand to the compost bins where you discard of your food waste and then you're not part of that Mm -hmm. statistic of you know 30 to 40 percent of food from the food supply being thrown out you can just know that you're not part of that statistic you can teach your children and your friends or your family like anybody about that and spread the message um yeah but I agree with you it can seem like daunting or like oh I'm not really the kind of person to be involved in this but Mm -hmm. if you make it kind of a um, a lot more accessible activity then it will almost give people no reason to not do it if that makes sense totally um like you said too I feel like some people almost think like oh I don't really fit the I don't even know how this is a thing but of course it's a stereotype but like (laughs) Yeah, like, sometimes I'm like, oh, well, I don't, like, I'm not a very earthy, green person, but it's, like, just because you don't use all reusable bags and you don't do everything perfectly, like, doesn't mean you can't be, like, act in sustainable ways, and I think, like, mentally that's a big block for people is, like, 
oh, well, I like that stereotype. I'm not like a hippy dippy need to go to the farmer's market. And like you said, like, that's not what you have to do. Like doing the smallest things can make you a part of this big change and impact. And I think it's almost like a roadblock to feel like you have to do it all. But I think that's important, like mentally to remember is like doing small things is just as good as doing big things because you're doing something, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I think, um, yeah, I totally agree with you. It's almost like a type of person that Mm -hmm. cares for that rather than being like, okay, every single individual, no matter what you look like, where you live, um, how much money you have, where you come from, like, it just doesn't matter as long as you're a person and you're consuming and you're a part of this chain and especially the food chain it's only respectful Mm -hmm. to go about it in a sustainable way I think but I think that it's just so easy to get caught in those excuses because we think that real life and reality is you know more important than the real meaning or the earth that we're on if that makes sense and like when you say like real meaning and reality I feel like since I mean I would say a lot of us don't see it firsthand, but that being said, like, Chico's been so affected by fires for the last three years. It's like, we do see it firsthand, but sometimes we're just like, oh no, it's California fires. And you're like, no, like, those were huge. And that has a lot to do with climate change and the way that we treat our earth. And I think we focus so much on making our roads better, our houses better, our like pavement, like literally everything better. But like, what about the underneath? You know, like, what about the thing that everything's on? It's, like, we just don't really think about it. Um, Exactly. Which sucks, especially for, like you said earlier, like, I feel like our generation is definitely not only dealing with the repercussions, but are noticing them. And, like, that's hard. I know a lot of people who have just been, like, yeah, like, I don't really want kids anymore because, like, who the hell knows what's going to happen, like, in their lifetime to the earth. Um... And that's, I think it, like, you don't think of it affecting you very mentally very often, but it does. It changes the way you think, changes the way you do things. Um, Yeah, I just... Exactly. Um, Yeah, I mean, that is 100% true, I think. I've heard that so many times, like, oh, I'm just not going to have kids, or how could you bring kids into a world like this? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, personally, I was blessed with this life, and so I want to take care of it, and I do want to have children, and I don't want to have to think about what's you know how warm the earth is going to be in 20 years because it's obviously at this rate not going to get any better and Mm -hmm. so it's it can be really discouraging it can really make you feel like I know that I you know a lot of my friends are actually feeling this way especially given the pandemic just like the uncertainty of just like not only our society but the environment it really Mm -hmm. creates this like lack of security and mm-hmm. this this lack of like um you know just a sustainable way of living and that's really why it is um it can connect to all different domains of your life totally um yeah i feel like too um like one of my roommates is a st- sustainability minor and she has like a bunch of classes in them and will talk to me about them and what i've noticed is like it seems to be, sadly, but, like, like yes and no, if this makes sense. It seems to be the more you know about it, almost, like, the less motivated you are. Not that you're not going to do it, but you're kind of just, like, you're really seeing it in numbers and in pictures and statistics. And you're, like, you're seeing how much people aren't putting in the effort, even though if you see a hydro flask everywhere you look. Even though you see the reusable plastic bags it's like you really are just like okay guys like we have to do it now or it's not gonna work kind of thing exactly um so yes at the same time it's kind of unmotivating because you're seeing like how bad it is but that being said now she's teaching me and the rest of my roommates that like it is motivating and we need to do it now and this is the time to do it um and like, like you said, like starting that conversation in our living room after her classroom and just talking to about, about it is how like you get that movement going and how 
like me and my other roommates are going to start living more sustainability because she brought it up and like really showed us how it's changing. Um, talking about hydrofast though, I know this sounds silly, but um, kind of like to do with mental health, I personally have been using a hydroflask since like senior year of high school just because I like the color of them. But like it sounds so dumb, but like mentally, if I'm using a plastic water bottle, every time I look about it, look at it, it's like, oh, I could be using my hydro flask. Oh, I could be saving an oh entire water bottle. Exactly. And like yeah. when you do use your water bottle, like you feel better. You know, you're physically seeing your impact instead of going through three water bottles a day. You have one with a bunch of cool stickers on it. You get to look at all day. You know, it brings you joy. Um, but I think since climate change and sustainability have kind of a sad umbrella over it right now because it's sad, um, people kind of forget to find the joy in it, um, which is hard to do, but I think it's important because once you find the joy in it, you start to want to do it more and you find more of a reason to. Exactly. Um, I totally agree with you. It's uh, finding those little things like the hydro flask and like things that you can hold and that make you feel like in that moment you're making a difference, mm-hmm. even if it be that you're saving that one water bottle that will probably end up in the ocean. I think it's, um, yeah, it definitely gives you a little bit of an excitement and shows you like this isn't going to be super, super hard work. This is actually going to feel better. Um, Mm -hmm. It's kind of like eating healthy. It's like you want that junk food or you want that super accessible bottle of water, but you have to think in the long run. You have to think, okay, like, how is this going to make me feel? How is this going to make the earth feel? Mm -hmm. And that's really what mindful living is about, just thinking about the impact that you have, like, in every situation. That's a really great analogy. Um, What you said, completely true. I think those small things, like we keep saying, like, small things make a difference, including the happy little small things make you want to do it more. Um... But, so, climate change and sustainability also come with kind of, like, a realization of sad things that are happening, but I kind of want to get into, um, kind of the bad side of not sustainability itself, but, like, for me, like, media for right now. Like, media is all we look at all day, every day, especially while we're stuck inside. Um, and there's just everything and everything going on in the world right now. Um, I have found myself scrolling on Instagram and finding sustainable videos about the ocean or, um, about climate change, the weather, all these different things, and it makes me really, like, bummed. Like, it really hurts, like, you don't really think it's going to hurt you, and then you almost see the tear running down your eye, and you're like, holy shit, like, the world's kind of ending. Um, But I just want to talk about, like, how the social media behind climate change and um, sustainability can affect our mental health. Like, social media, you mean? Like, with what people are talking about on social media Mm -hmm. and everything? Yeah. Um, I think that it's... There's a huge influence of media. I mean... social media and just the internet in general have such a hold on like just people and specifically like our age group because we kind of grew up in that place where it was the transition to everything being media Mm -hmm. so now we're really experiencing the world of media which has its benefits because we're able to continue education even during a pandemic which is awesome of course and I'm sure that everybody's like grateful for that but then on the other hand there's all these negatives that come with this, you know, only being able to see part of the story mm-hmm. kind of concept, like being able to share what you want and keep, you know, keep away from your page what you don't want. Mm-hmm. And I think that it can be a platform that can be used in any way. If everybody was posting things about, you know, one particular subject matter, I don't really have an example, but it would become a trend and mm-hmm. people would be interested in that. And I think that really showed up with the last few, I hate to call them trends, but uh, things that have been very popular on Instagram, like when the Black Lives Matter protests mm-hmm. were very, very heavily, a lot of attention going towards 
that it was sort of a little peak on social media. It was something where everybody was talking about it. It was getting the conversation started, which was beautiful and amazing. Mm -hmm. And then started to die out as people got back into their normal lives. And I think the same goes for sustainability, where mm-hmm. it can be a topic that's really talked about. It can become this this trend, this thing that people are really interested in talking about just as quickly as it can turn into something else. And so I think that it has to be an added, like a permanent added element, mm-hmm. just like gender equality, just like, you know, racial equality, like everything should be. Um, kind of like a given on those platforms mm-hmm. instead of just going through you know like a phase almost yeah going through like a phase almost totally um I totally agree like what it's I kind of saw it over the summer and then the same thing that happened to Black Lives Matter is it's this huge movement and it still is like it's still going on and people are still fighting but social media wise um it really does have that peak and then it really sizzles out um but since it was so, social media is just so constant, it's hard because you saw it on social media that one week, and then a month later, you don't remember it because you're getting flooded with the next peak of social media. So like you said, I feel like it should almost be like a constant. But I also think like the videos I see, a lot of them pertain to the ocean, and I think that's because I grew up near the beach, so I've always followed Surfline, everything like that, everything that does with the ocean. Um... So I see the videos, but it's like in Japan or it's somewhere else. And I think it's hard for people sometimes to grasp something that's not going on right in front of them. So, or even care about, sadly, but like truthfully, I think a lot of people, if it's out of sight, it's out of mind and they don't really think of it as their problem. Um, But sooner or later, it's going to be on their beach and they're not going to want it there. So do you have any tips on how to really keep it like in the front of your mind and always be thinking about it not just when you see it on social media yeah um yeah I mean I definitely do have a few ideas related to that I think that um it's so true what you said the out of sight out of mind I think that humans just have such a good way of not paying attention to things that we're not wanting to pay attention to Mm -hmm. and it's a beauty because we can get really focused on whatever we're focusing on but then we can also totally disregard things that you know in our instinct our instinct should be telling us actually this is priority over everything this planet is our home mm-hmm. i think that um definitely like watching those videos educating yourself like especially about things about the ocean like really can inspire you to like not use that plastic water bottle mm-hmm. to use your hydro but i also um yeah, just related to, like, um, keeping that conversation going, I think that it actually has a lot to do with these big corporations. I think Mm -hmm. that things like Instagram and TikTok and, like, Facebook, Twitter, like, they all have such an influence on people. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like because they're so money-driven, they're not really thinking about the environment necessarily. And if they are, it's just so that they don't lose you know, their, their audience. Mm -hmm. But I think that if these bigger pictures had a little bit more of a reach out to their um, users, then that would be really beneficial. And I know that that really isn't in our hands Mm -hmm. um, necessarily, but I think that what helps with that is just continuing that conversation, even when you notice that, you know, kind of so-called trend dying out Mm -hmm. kick it back up again try to get that conversation started and you know notice recognize that it's dying out or that it's not really at the top of people's minds and bring it back up to people's minds if you know it's Mm -hmm. really going to take those people that really really care about it to continue that conversation to not let it die out and also just the fact that for people it takes about 21 days to form a new habit and Mm -hmm. I think that if you were really really motivated to like help the environment help earth that you could kind of teach yourself to implement those habits and then you know influence other people to maybe be doing the same and then it can just become a part of like your day-to-day totally I think yeah it's like super important for us to keep ourselves accountable for it 
So if you even set like literally an alarm on your phone every day, hey, don't go compost your food. It's like at least you're actively trying and reminding yourself to do it. That way you see it. And if you don't do it, you're like, F, I didn't do it today, you know? And everyone makes mistakes. Everyone's going to have to use a plastic water bottle one day. Everyone's going to have to use a plastic bag. That's the, I think that's the whole point of opening that conversation is like, it is not an all or nothing thing. And I think that's a hard thing for people to grasp. I know when I first started trying to be more sustainable, it's like you get so down on the things that you didn't do instead of appreciating what you did, um, which is like important. Celebrate the wins. Don't dwell on the f- fails. It's dumb. Like be proud of yourself. It's not dumb because that's just emotions, but it's just like silly that we do that. Um, exactly. So I know that like I've had a conversation with my dad. In his mind, it's like, it's like if China and India don't do their part, then there's no reason that the United States should almost. Like, because China has the biggest carbon footprint, like, why should U.S. care right now? Um, but I think that's a big problem <laughs> because although we do have um, other countries that are doing bigger carbon footprints, like, that doesn't mean, like, if we take away ours, that's going to bring the whole carbon footprint down. Like, that doesn't not make a difference. Um, But like you said, when it comes to money, I think a problem here in the U.S. personally, and a reason that we're not making big strides even to, even if it will make money in the long run, is because it's in the long run. Um, I think we want to see profit now instead of in 10 years and I think if we started making that sustainable transition just everyday lives in cities and like that's going to take a while to get to but once you're there you really will see the improvement in the economy I think and I think that's where people are getting kind of effed up is oh it's going to maybe take a lot of money now and you're not going to see the payoff until maybe 10 years and people don't want to wait but then it's just going to keep getting worse. And then in 10 years, it's just going to be worse than it is now. And we could have already had it like on the way back down. Exactly. I completely understand what you're saying. It really gets back to that point of like just corporations being so money driven, especially in the United States. And I think that if kind of to put a little analogy on that, it's like companies uh, using plastic bags because they are, 10 cents versus Mm -hmm. using paper bags because they're 25 cents they're thinking about the money right now Mm -hmm. they're thinking about saving that money for their company when instead if they were to use those paper bags if they were to spend a little more money then in 10 years they're not going to have to spend a huge sum of money to try to save whatever's going on in the Mm -hmm. environment that's going to make companies not even be a thing because it's going to be all about survival and i think that yeah, I think that it is really like that, okay, in the moment, mm-hmm. saving whatever. But, um, yeah, I think it's, you have to think about, like, the moment and the long run. Totally. Totally agree, yeah. Um, talking about money still, but kind of in a different way, um, I think, in my head at least, and in a lot of my friends' head, I've realized that, like, sustainability comes off almost as a luxury, um, and in some ways, it, I think it totally is. I think not everyone can afford to live, obviously, completely sustainable, but I think it's, again, like a mental block. Because like you said, those plastic bags are 10 cents and those paper bags are 25 cents. If you're barely pay- getting your bills paid, like you're not going to spend the extra 15 cents. Um, but I think like where kind of that narrative needs a switch is, okay, if you can't buy that paper bag, why don't you buy a water bottle and then now you don't have to buy any more water bottles ever? Or um, if you can comp or if you want to recycle, you can get money from recycling. Um, you get paid back for it if you do it like through a separate service. So I think again, or eating healthier, eating organic, all these things are kind of like, oh well, I can afford it. And one I think a lot of the time, yes, eating organic is more expensive than eating non-organic. But if you go to, I think maybe when I go to the farmer's market, like, first of all, it's local. Second of all, it's actually cheaper um, than like if you were to go to Trader Joe's, you get more. 
and it's fresh and you're like again supporting local businesses which is awesome but I think um that mental block of like sustainability is really expensive I think in some ways and in the popular ways and in the things you see on Instagram yeah that's expensive because like we said they're trying to make money off of it but I think that you can also like really look into it and see those small things you can do like you can get a water bottle at the 99 cent store and use it every day you know um but yeah I think there's a big classist thing with it almost that some people are like I can't live sustainably because of my income which is a valid thought I think but I think there has to be like a push past that there has to be like a okay well what can I do I could not agree with you more I think it is so it's such a concept that has been brought in to like socioeconomic status Mm -hmm. which again like I totally agree with you it's it's very understandable that a family that's struggling to pay bills or anything like that is not going to be thinking about the environment as much as they are about making sure their children or their family is okay. Mm -hmm. And I think that that really does go to show that it's not something you need to devote your life to. It's not like, okay, I'm going to, now I'm going to be a a sustainable person period. And I'm going to, this is going to be a hobby. I'm going to put all my effort into this. Mm -hmm. I think it's, doesn't have to be that black and white. I think that sustainable practices, like you said, can even just be spending a dollar to get way more uses on a water bottle rather than thinking that it's cheaper to not buy a water bottle and to buy that 50 cent plastic water bottle every day. It's like mm-hmm. those those choices, like you have to think, um, think mindfully, consciously about the Um, the choices that you're making and it doesn't have to be expensive it doesn't have to be something where you see an instagram ad for a zero waste kitchen something and it's fifty dollars and you say oh this is why i'm not sustainable this is why i can't do zero waste Mm -hmm. it's so expensive i think that just like you said again it's um brings that money into it it's those companies trying to make money too and it kind of loses the loses the sole purpose or the focus of uh why anyone would care about being sustainable so Mm -hmm. Um, amazing. Um, yeah, it's just, it's crazy, but something I've noticed too, this is kind of really going off topic, but hey, it's still in sustainability. Um, so sustainable fashion has just been blowing up right now, especially with like, um, the trend of thrifting. That's huge. Everyone wants to thrift because they want their one of a kind thing. Um, but also I think a lot of what I've seen is a lot of brands almost falsifying their sustainability, which is hard on us, especially like me, who doesn't actually know that much about sustainability, but wants to be as sustainable as I can. Like H&M, for example, oh, check out the sustainable line. And then it's like, oh, that's great. They're being sustainable. But then you're like, wait, if it's just a line, every other piece of clothing is not being produced sustainably um but I think that's like really discouraging as someone who's trying to be sustainable um is like sometimes when you ask about stuff I think it's kind of like oh you're kidding like really you'd believe H&M like I saw this TikTok the other day and it was like this girl going through um like a pop something like H&M and it was like I'm just confused because they're saying that it's sustainable, it's this, it's this and this, but then, like, a bunch of people are telling me that they're, like, it's not true. Um, and then everyone in the content, um, comments was, like, what the heck, like, you should know they're not sustainable, like, why are you making a defense for them? And I'm, like, okay, like, it's kind of just, like, when you're teaching yourself to be anti-racist, I, sorry, anti-racist, I think a lot of people kind of get gaslight gaslighted for sustainability like you you accidentally ask the wrong question and it's like oh come on you're like okay well I was just asking so I could be more sustainable but now I feel like I can't be because I don't know anything but that was kind of a random tangent but I think it almost like we said at the very beginning um that stereotype is almost intimidating um like you're like oh well I'm not sustainable enough so I don't want to talk about sustainability I've caught myself not wanting to repost something about sustainability because I'm like, oh, well, like, I'm not, 
as sustainable as I could be. Like, maybe I shouldn't be speaking on something that I don't really follow as much. And it's like, no, that's not true. Share it so now other people can realize that they're probably not doing as much either. Like, let's all come together and do this. Exactly. I think um, that's a really good point. Just admitting that, hey, I'm not really great at sustainability or I haven't really implemented that into my day-to-day life as much as I want to in the future. So Mm -hmm. I'm acknowledging that by posting this and then that's going to help other people not ignore it because you're not sustainable and because you're afraid that you'll never be fully sustainable, but embrace it and realize that there are things you can do to add that into your lifestyle without having it seem like a daunting task. Mm -hmm. It can just kind of open up that conversation to the first steps um, to help people that are kind of maybe trying to almost stay quiet during this type of conversation because they're afraid of their own decisions. It kind of just um, embraces that a little bit um, and definitely takes away that like false advertising which was a point I wanted to touch on that you said how you can't always trust when the brands are being sustainable I think there is a huge problem with false advertising and again this just ties back into like the core being money where Mm -hmm. these companies are trying to you know look like they're sustainable by coming out with a sustainability line but then they it comes in a big box with a bunch of packaging Mm -hmm. and then it's, it's actually not a sustainable process and yeah I think it's um it definitely just is uh, not made for the people, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. It's And that's frustrating, too, because it's like you're trying your best, and you're seeing this, and then you're like, wow, that's awesome. And then you buy it, and then later you find out that you were doing it wrong, and you're like, well, F, then I'm not going to try at all. Um, but, yeah, I think it's – I think the biggest my mental block for me personally is, like – being okay exactly like you said like being okay with not always being sustainable and just keeping myself accountable and like not getting down on yourself because it's so easy to be like of course I didn't get it right like uh, like not even gonna try again but instead it's like okay now you know and next time you do a little more research or you find out more um I also want to say a good this is like kind of a tip random that I just thought about a good way to most likely shop sustainable is shopping local. I think um, when you shop local, not only are you helping the people in your own community, but you're also, for the most part, buying things that they've either made, handpicked out, or gotten from more smaller businesses. Um, so that's kind of the only tip I genuinely have for being sustainable that I've found um, works like unwillingly like I didn't really mean to but then I like got home from downtown and realized everything I had wasn't made in China and cost 50 cents and cost me 30 dollars you know exactly yeah and it feels better it feels better when you buy something that you know someone handmade put in the work and you're directly helping them than like we said paying this giant corporation who really doesn't give a crap about you or the environment but it just looks cute but to be honest they probably stole the design from a small designer on instagram um damn that was kind of rant sorry but it's just like i totally agree with you um yeah i think it's it's so underrated the importance of shopping local you always hear like shop local shop organic Mm -hmm. and then it at least for me when I was growing up, I always thought, oh, people that shop local and shop organic, like, they have a lot of money. Yeah. And I would always think that, and then this goes back to a point that you made where you went to the farmer's market and then realized that everything was made in the U.S. or, you know, nothing that you had bought came from one of those corporations Mm -hmm. that is so like thirsty for money and there's and like not caring about people or the environment even though that's what they advertise as I think it really if you're at all feeling like you want to get out of that sort of sick chain Mm -hmm. you the best way to get out is to focus on your local community and to avoid that like import export concept which I know makes up a huge part of the U.S. obviously but Mm -hmm. it's or I guess more import but it definitely 
um, sheds a little light on the uh, positive impact uh, keeping your money in your community can have. Totally. Um, you said, I think a really kind of, sorry, let me say, <laughs> I just thought of kind of a tip or almost like thought. Um, when you do, like you say, uh, like you said, shop locally and shop um, really focus on your local environment. I think sometimes it's way too hard to grasp the environment, like the whole world's environment, because that's huge. That is such a big task. That is such big numbers. Um, It feels so far out of reach. But I think once you start, if you were to just look at the numbers in your community and start making small impacts there, then I think you will literally physically see a difference in some things instead of just like thinking of the entire, like you're not going to see your change in the entire world but you might see your like at least immediately but you might see your change in your local community and like you said I think that's a perfect way to start really focusing on sustainability is like look around you look where you can help around you because then I think it'll make you more passionate about stuff that you can't see exactly it's that is such a good point I could not emphasize that enough it's so daunting to think of sustainability in terms of like wanting to see that change right away and then being discouraged thinking that like we brushed on earlier like that one person can't make a difference kind of mindset Mm -hmm. I think that yeah if you think of yourself as obviously your own individual and then the house that you live in the car that you drive your neighborhood if you look a little bit closer you will notice those changes and as those changes grow in your own um, individual world just like how you know negativity is contagious and positivity is contagious Mm -hmm. it's like acts of like care especially towards the environment like that will also be contagious and that isn't really something that is hugely a part of our society it's more we're in that part right now where everybody's just freaked out and concerned I think that eventually and hopefully we'll get to that point where it's more like watching everybody around you like slowly but surely start to be more aware of that in their day-to-day life instead Mm -hmm. of just this like you know ignoring it uh sort of lifestyle that is not sustainable totally i think too like when you were saying it's contagious um like just like i said earlier it's like i didn't really think about it until i lived with people who did and it's not even that i necessarily i mean i wanted to once i heard about it and learned about it but also it's like why would if it really doesn't cost you that much more why wouldn't I um why why wouldn't I help make a difference if I can and then you almost just like don't even think about it when you're making the difference and then like you said it's contagious and then everyone starts seeing like I think a big this is kind of almost silly but I think something that I've noticed I know Chico State went strawless and like that was awesome you saw everyone with their metal straws and you see it um college wise like all over the nation I think literally what I saw in college going from high school, everyone, and I know we've talked about water bottles a million times already, but everyone here has a reusable water bottle, I would say. Like, almost literally everyone. And I think it was almost like peer pressure if you didn't have one. Like, oh, I need to get a Hydro. I need to get a Yeti. I need to get a clean canteen or even one from Target. Like, any... Exactly. Like, it's like you feel like you fit in. And then it was like, that was contagious. Once one person got one and then another person did... Everyone has these water bottles that are now personalized to you. If someone accidentally takes it, you know it's yours. And it's saving the earth, and, like, you really don't think about it that way. Exactly. It's one of those positive trends, and it's one of those trends that we've seen has actually stuck. And if we have more of those sort of metaphorical hydro flask for the planet um, movements, it can really make a positive impact you know just realizing more things like beyond plastic water bottles think of the other things that we dispose of every day like Mm -hmm. how can we make this a really cute thing that you can have that's reusable and so we can avoid the disposable version and then just continue with these like lasting positive trends totally i agree um one last thing I kind of just thought about but it's kind of just an idea for america to maybe take on but i think you would like it it's cool Um, So I studied abroad in um, Prague in the Czech Republic and something that they like it became a law while we were there is in every grocery store 
um, it's now refillable detergent and shampoo. So it's like, you know, like when you go to like Winco or Whole Foods and you like take your nuts out in the bag and you use that big like cereal thing they have in Sutter. Mm-hmm. Um, so they basically made it a law that now you use that for your shampoo, detergent, conditioner, like any soaps you have. So you just bring your thing, refill it, um, and you're done. And I think making that a law obviously doesn't really give you the option to buy another one. But, like, once you have the routine of bringing your thing every time, like, you're not going to forget. Um, but I just thought it was like, wow, that's so easy. And if you actually just did it and didn't give an option to buy another one, like, you have to use a glass container and fill up your laundry detergent. Um, and it's cheaper because you're not playing for the plastic. But they had all the different brands, and I just, like, thought that was, like, that's such an easy change and I think that like almost like the water bottle like it's almost like a given like you're oh yeah I'll just refill instead of paying two dollars extra to buy an extra one that is so awesome I mean to hear I did not know that about the Czech Republic also that's awesome that you went there that must have been an amazing trip oh yes Um, but that is so cool I think that those kind of things are really the serious sickness in our supply chain it's that need to be buying a whole new bottle mm-hmm. when you run out of your shampoo and then throwing out the other bottle yeah you know as an example it's like that is just so not gonna work especially because these bottles are made of hard plastic which can't even be recycled yeah i was just gonna say that that's what sucks about yeah. shampoo bottles is you can't totally even recycle sucks. them yeah and then people think oh shampoo bar like okay well if i go to a a health food grocery store the shampoo bars are more expensive Mm -hmm. than the bottle even though it doesn't even come with plastic which totally is going to turn people off of the concept of changing your normal um consumerism habits and i think that if yeah if the u.s were to get on board with something more like that we were to go in and just like bulk shopping you know Mm -hmm. instead of buying a whole another plastic bag for rice you bring in your pre-weighed glass jar and you Mm -hmm. buy everything it's like that is that would really make such an impact on society but unfortunately the since the U.S. is so capitalist it just would rather make that extra money off that plastic Mm -hmm. even if it's going to end up in the ocean which is just truly the root of why this is all becoming such a big issue Mm -hmm. totally Um, yeah yeah I think just for me if I were to give the sustainability scientists a tip because even though they're doing an amazing job, I think something that is gonna, like if we're making ideas or if you have an idea, like the most important thing, sadly, is to make it easy and make it cheap. And I know that's so hard, but somehow, like unfortunately, that's just how I think our world works these days is what's cheapest and what's easiest. What is gonna get it done fastest and what am I gonna have to look at the least almost? Um, so if you ever find anyone who's listening, if you ever find a cheap, easy tip, like share it on your Instagram and tell everyone because everyone's gonna be like, oh my God, that's genius. Like now I'm going to do that. And now you have a whole group of people who's now living a little more sustainability, a a little more sustainable and saving money. um, Exactly. Be the next trend starter. Exactly. Uh, be a trendsetter. Yeah, just um, inspire other people. You know, creating ideas, and I think that everybody's open to ideas on how to make the situation better. And like you said, make it easier and make it not a daunting task. Make it something that is really tangible, especially for college students, because I think we're all so frustrated with the mm-hmm. with the cycle of this concept. But it's also not really something we all feel like we have a lot of control over. So yeah, I think just. Um, spreading the word and creating those little tips that can make you feel like uh, your community is uh, getting better and not getting worse. Totally. Um, yeah, and I feel like as college students too, like we're really, I mean, I'm learning how to make chicken and now I make chicken the same way every day. So I feel like if we're learning these tips now, these are, like I feel like for me, most of us are living on our own for the first times that you're making those habits that you are going to carry on for the rest of your life. Um, exactly. So, like, p- perfect time to be sustainable is in college. Um, I think the people around you tend to be more sustainable, especially in Chico. I think we have, I'm pretty sure we have, like, one of the most sustainable campuses um, 
Like, we have a lot of people around us motivating us to be sustainable. So, like, why not set those roots now? Exactly. Exactly. Before we're getting out into the world and buying our first house or taking a trip, you know, an extended trip somewhere, it's like, how do we do these things in a more sustainable way? And those habits really do start from the small thing that you would do, like grabbing your bag before you go to the store. It's like that will be something that you carry and you teach other people. And um, that's really the beauty of it all. Exactly. Um, Well, I feel like, to be honest, we could literally talk about this for hours because (laughs) it's such a big issue with so many um, subtopics. But I have had a wonderful time talking. I know you have to get to class. Um, So we can end it right here. If you have anything else to say, want to leave them with one last thought, um, speak now or forever hold your peace, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) All I would say is this has been a really amazing conversation with you. And I think that it's only going to be the first of many conversations to um, create a better campus and world and community. And I think that um, just one day at a time, making everything better. So thank you so much. Bye. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to that episode of Chatter With You Matter. And we hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to check out those socials and use the counseling website to schedule your first appointment or second or third. Without further ado, the most important thing, don't forget, you matter. Bye, guys.